Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary on this Fights in Football Friday. My name is Peter Klein. Uh, this is the first time I'm doing this without a hat on. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Can't be having that. There you go. You got a, a brief glimpse of why I wear a hat all the time. Uh, my name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Um, thank you to everyone who tuned in for the Instant Reaction podcasts yesterday. Got some uh, good response to those. So definitely something I will look to continue to do in the future. Um, coming up on the show today, it's a Fights in Football Friday. We're going to run through the NFL schedule. Going to run through WWE Survivor Series. Um, and then maybe a little bit on the, the big news in the MMA world. And um, that will be a show. So um, yes, thank you all. Um, Find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimeklein, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email this show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. I am a little cramped for time today, so this is going to be a very snappy show. Uh, don't know why I said it like that. Hopefully I get better when we talk football. All right, um... Not going to do the big statistical breakdown. I did some of that on Sportsnet 960 this week. We did the big bets segment on Thursday morning. Um, so if you really want to know what the success rate for the Buffalo Bills offense is, uh, just tune into that. But um, we're going to go game by game on this. We're going to start the New England Patriots taking on the New York Giants. Patriots are three and a half point favorites. The total sits at 33 and a half. These are obviously two very bad football teams. Um, while New England is bad, I if we are doing a draft today, of quarterbacks on these uh, on teams who have new in their city name and their predominant color is blue. Um, I would take the New England quarterbacks over uh, Tommy DeVito. I, I would take Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi over Tommy DeVito, which is saying something if you've listened to the show. And one of the like big hills I have stood on is Mac Jones ain't shit. So that lets you know the varying degrees of ain't shitness in this football game. So I'm going New England minus three and a half. I would never ever put money on that. Um, and if you do click on that, I think you should immediately be guided to a website to get help. But um, not to make light of a, an actual serious situation. Apologies if that is something that you have trouble with. Um, if you do, there are a number of different ways where, where you should actually go get help. Um, so I'm taking New England minus three and a half. Tampa Bay taking on the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are favored by two and a half points and the total is 44 and a half. This is a road game for Tampa Bay. So I can see why um, the, the Indianapolis Colts are favored. I think Tampa Bay is a better football team. I, I really do. I, I think Baker Mayfield is better than what Indianapolis has at quarterback. I think the weapons they have are better than what Indianapolis's weapons are. And I think their defense is better than Indianapolis's defense. Like, I, I just think they're a better football team across the board. So for me, this is Tampa Bay plus two and a half. We, we are going to lock that one in and, and we're going to click on that one for the weekend. Um, up next, New Orleans taking on the Atlanta Falcons, a massive matchup in the NFC South. New Orleans favored by a point and a half. The total is at 41 and a half. Obviously, some questions around the quarterback spot for New Orleans. Um, the questions around Atlanta's quarterback spot are more based on talent. But uh, this is a very interesting matchup for me. Because like I've said before, I like a lot of the pieces that Atlanta has. Um, I don't think either of these head coaches are all that good. But I do think that the offense right now on the New Orleans side... Like, I, I think... New Orleans' offense is better than Atlanta's offense, and New Orleans' defense is quite a bit better than Atlanta's defense. Like, the offenses are right there with each other. The defenses, it's a very big gap, in my opinion. Um, and so, I think New Orleans' offense is going to have more success against the Atlanta defense than the Atlanta offense will have against the New Orleans' defense, which would lead one to believe New Orleans is going to win this football game. That's 
how the sport works. So uh, I'm going to go New Orleans minus a point and a half. Carolina taking on the Tennessee Titans. Titans favored by three and a half points. Total is at 36 and a half. The under is really tempting in this game. And the only reason I wouldn't is because I don't think either defense is that good either. So just two bad football teams facing off against each other. The, the Titans bad, I still think is better than Carolina's bad. Like the, the Panthers, if you listen to our power rankings every week, you know they are consistently the worst team in football. And I don't think they have the talent on the defensive side to take advantage of the, the issues that Tennessee has. I, I think with Will Levis at quarterback and the weapons that he has at his disposal, that's going to keep them above the, this bottom tier in the National Football League. And so because of that, I think the Titans get a, a pretty good win here. Um, we're going to go Titans minus three and a half. Pittsburgh taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Steelers are favored by a point and a half. The total's 34 and a half, which honestly seems high. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers making an in-season coaching change for the first time since 1941, getting rid of Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator. So it has to be better in Pittsburgh. Cincinnati is starting life without Joe Burrow. So it has to be worse in Cincinnati. But I... I'm taking the Bengals plus a point and a half. Like, I, I just, I don't think it was, oh, well, Matt Canada's gone. Problem solved. Kenny Pickett has had some major struggles this year. And I don't think you're going to see massive change. Like, the, the play calling is going to improve vastly. But the overall structure of the offense isn't going to change in a week. And Cincinnati, I'm not saying Burrow is a system quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. But... There's weapons there, right? Like you have Mixon, you have Chase, you have Higgins, you have Boyd. You, you have all of these weapons that you can go to. So I think Cincinnati keeps this one close. I'm, I'm going to take the points with Cincinnati plus one and a half. Jacksonville taking on Houston. The Jags favored by a point and a half in a massive game. Um, the, the This is how the South was won this weekend with a couple of big games in the AFC and NFC South. Um... I'm taking the under in this game. I think Jacksonville's offense has been a little mid lately, and while Houston's offense has certainly stepped up, the the best part of this game, I think, is the Jacksonville defense. And so I, I think this actually ends up being a pretty close game. Like I think it's kind of like a a 17 to 10 heading to the fourth quarter. It's, oh wow, this has been been a bit of a slog th this game. So th that's that's how I see this one going down. If I had to pick a side, I'd probably go Houston and just take the points. Um, but that's, that's what I'm doing there. The LA Rams minus two and a half, um, against the Arizona Cardinals with the total at 45 and a half. Arizona's offense has looked better under Kyler Murray. There is no question about it. And when that happens, complimentary football and what the defense is going to be a little bit better as well. I just think the Rams are a better football team. Um, on the defensive side, there's certainly some struggles there, but they're a better defense than Arizona. And on offense, I still like, uh, well, we'll see the health status of Cooper Cup. They get Kyron Williams back, who admittedly isn't anything special, but neither is anything they've rolled out there so far. He's the one who has had the most success in this scheme. So I... I like what the Rams have been doing on offense for a lot of this season. Um, there's health concerns around a, a number of different players, but I, I think they get the job done. So I, I think they win by more than a field goal. I'm going to take them minus two and a half. Cleveland taking on Denver. The Broncos are favored by a point with the total sitting at 36 and a half. The Broncos have been getting some wins lately. I'm still, and maybe this is just me being stubborn, I'm still not sold on the the Cle on the, the Denver Broncos in this um, in as a contending team. Um, like their defense, the, the numbers look bad because they, they struggled against Miami, right? Like your stats are going to be skewed all season long when you give up 70 to, um, to Miami. So the defense has been playing better. It's still not great though. And I, I feel like with DTR at the, the quarterback spot for the, the Cleveland Browns, um, 
there, there's a bit there there is a dynamic player in there somewhere. And so I, I think that they're going to be able to actually move the ball on this Denver Broncos defense a little bit, where I don't think Denver's offense can really move it against the one of the number one ranked defenses in a number of statistical categories um across the board. So give me Cleveland plus one. And I'd honestly probably at that point look for money line. I just didn't happen to write that down. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Vegas Raiders. Kansas City favored by nine, uh, with the total at 42 and a half. Um, Kansas City is... I, I need to get this out of the way, because as a Raider fan, I don't want to be accused of any homerism. So, to clarify all of this, Kansas City is a significantly better team than the Vegas Raiders, right? They, they, no question about it. I, I'm not doubting that for a second, that Kansas City... Greater than sign, right? Greater than, yeah. Greater than sign. I'm just realizing now this is mirrored, and so that might have looked off. Kansas City is greater than the Vegas Raiders. That being said, Kansas City's not blowing people out, right? Like, they haven't for years. Um, there's a couple of obvious exceptions in there. A lot of those times are when they play the Raiders. But the Raiders have been keeping games close. They just kept it close with Miami last week. And now for... For a Kansas City team that has continued to struggle offensively, continued to have limitations on the amount of points that they're scoring, especially the points they're scoring in the second half this year, I think that this is a Vegas Raiders team that can keep it close. So I am taking the, uh, give me nine points and the Vegas Raiders in this matchup. One of the marquee matchups of the day, Buffalo taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Buffalo is favored by three points. Uh, the total is at 48 and a half. Um, Philadelphia is just a better team, right? And Buffalo... Yes, they got back on track. That was nice to see them beat an actual real defense in the New York Jets. They are not the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Philadelphia is still getting this offense figured out. The defense, I thought, played pretty well um, against Kansas City, although you are certainly helped by drops throughout that game. Um, but this is still a, a strong defense that I think gives Buffalo some issues. If Buffalo wins this, I'm willing to entertain the idea of backing off of them as being frauds. That's as far as I can go. Um, but this, like Philadelphia, th these next two games, it, it's it's very bare bones analysis. And it kind of has been for this whole show. I'll admit that. But Philadelphia is better at football than the Buffalo Bills. They're just a better football team, I think, than the Bills. And I think that shows Sunday afternoon. The Sunday night are Baltimore taking on the LA Chargers. The Ravens favored by three with the total at 48 and a half. Um, we did the whole breakdown of this on Sportsnet 960. And I... Like I, I had all these notes for all these games and I did a bit where I was like, they don't matter. Um, and I threw it back, but I realized as I was about here that I had my coffee behind me. So it just kind of ended up being a drop and you couldn't hear it. It, it landed perfectly on my coat, um, which doesn't make any noise. So uh, for the audio medium, that didn't really work. But the point being, you don't need notes for this game. Baltimore is better. Um, the, this Chargers offense continues to have major problems. They continue to have problems on the defensive side. And I think this is one where Baltimore beats the Chargers in such a way that it becomes undeniable that changes have to be made in LA. Like, I I think this is the one where you look at it from a Chargers fan standpoint. It's like, man, I know it's been rough. I didn't realize how far away we actually were. Like, I, I think that it's exactly what Baltimore did to Detroit a few weeks ago, where they went in and just kicked the shit out of them. And it just kind of like, that just kind of stood above everyone and it's like, who's your God now, right? Like you, you guys want to hype this team up? Look at us. Same thing here. They're, they're going to look at the Chargers right in the eye and like, hey, I'm the captain now. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think Lamar has a field day against the Chargers. I think they win this one pretty handily. I'm going Baltimore minus three and a half. Monday night football, it's Chicago taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, the Vikings are favored by two and a half points. The total's at 43 and a half. With Justin Fields back, I think that the Chicago offense is kind of going to pick up where they left off a couple of weeks ago um, when Fields initially went down. And they were starting to come together on the offensive side of things. And so for Fields... I, I think that there's going to be a bit more of a progression. He looked fine against Detroit. Now, if you heard my Instant Reaction podcast yesterday or watched the video, you know I think you can pass on Detroit. And this Minnesota defense has been better under Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator. So I think that there is a, a bit of concern with this one. That's why I'm not um, clicking on it necessarily. But I am going to take Chicago plus the points at three and a half. So that is your NFL Sunday breakdown um, and Monday for this week. All right, that's the football. Let's get into some fights simulated style well not simulated performed i guess it's wrestling just a quick note if you are listening to this basically as soon as i release it um i'm going to be at the legion downtown tonight it is wild rose wrestling we're closing out the year uh, i'm gonna be ring announcing for this show so come down say hi um i'll be the tall guy in a suit with the microphone in the middle of the ring five to six times a night so um yeah come say hi we'd love to chat with you um, Survivor Series is this weekend, and as you've kind of picked up here, I am running through a lot of this stuff, so this isn't going to be deep, insightful analysis, just a couple quick picks here. Uh, the Intercontinental title on the line with Gunther defending, um, his championship against The Miz. A lot of people wondering, with The Miz kind of turning babyface here, is this the time to kind of rocket The Miz and this babyface run to end the longest Intercontinental title streak in the history of the WWE? I say it's not, um... I do think that you have to soon so that we can get to elevating Gunther going towards WrestleMania. And that might be a plan here. Let me just write that down. Let's do Mania plans. Um, I want to do that next week. I thought of that uh, earlier in the week and I forgot to write it down. So next week in Fights and Football Friday, we're going to look at, because we're getting into now gearing up for the Royal Rumble, which gears us up for WrestleMania. I want to start looking at what we can do here for, for, for WrestleMania. And I think one of the things you have to do is... Gunther as the um, next world heavyweight champion on the, the Raw side. I, I think that that has to happen, in my opinion. Um, and so I, I, I need it so. And I, I think that that's... So you do have to take the title off of him soon. I don't think The Miz is the one to do it. Uh, Rhea Ripley defends the women's title against Zoe Stark. I could see them saying they're at a point with Rhea Ripley where... I don't want to say the title run's gotten stale because nothing uh, Mommy does and the, uh, the the Judgment Day, nothing they do is stale. But I could see them saying, you know what? This is someone who we want to invest in uh, a little bit. Someone we've already given a, a bit of a rub to with, with Trish Stratus. So let's continue to elevate this particular performer and give her a, a giant title win here over Rhea Ripley. So I think you could absolutely see a world where Rhea Ripley is upset by Zoe Stark in this match. It's probably not what I would do. Um, I would just have Rhea Ripley have a Roman Reigns-esque run with the, the Women's Championship. But I I would very, very convincingly listen to, or very willingly listen to convincing arguments that Zoe Stark could be the one to take the title off Rhea Ripley. Uh, Carlito taking on Santos Escobar. There's no way Carlito was beating Santos Escobar right at the start of this heel turn. Um, so Santos Escobar gets the win. It was probably going to be a pretty fun match. And then we get into the War Games matches. Up first, it is uh, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch taking on Bailey, Asuka, Eosky, and Kyrie 
insane. Um, this feels like an all-star game. Like, I am so jazzed for this match. I think the build has been pretty good with the surprise. Like, oh, Becky's in this thing. Like, I, I, I think they have built this up really, really well. And built um, damage control into an extremely hateable faction. And so, I, I think you have a really compelling match here for, for War Games. I... I am. I actually think damage control gets the win here. You keep them hot. Um, like keep you. You have the still WWE Women's Champion on the one side with with Io Sky there, and so keep that side hot. They just added Kyrie Sane. Like it's this. It's this thing that is building right now, and I, I think we, we've seen with the Bloodline. We've seen with the Judgment Day. The best way to to build these things is just to make them fucking unbeatable. And so I I would have them do that. On the men's side, it is Cody Rhodes with uh, Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, and a returning Randy Orton taking on Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, JD McDonough, and a recently turned Drew McIntyre. This one, I do think the babyfaces get the better of. Um, and that's entirely, and this is the big thing, it's in Chicago. It's entirely to set up the potential that CM Punk shows up at the end of the night. Um, I would imagine we're going to get some form of a tease with a Damian Priest, um, setup, um, going for uh, cashing in money in the bank. Honestly, I could see them doing something and this sound, people do this stuff all the time. And it's a, a lot of times it's so cliche. It's like this guy comes out and says, there's no one left to beat. And then a new person comes in and debuts, you know, like rock and Goldberg. That is always the way people say that someone should debut. So th this is. That this could sound cliche, and I apologize, but what if they did something where it's war games, right? So everyone's just beaten down and battered and whatever, and Damian Priest somehow, someway, cashes in money in the bank, and he becomes the champion. And then he says, look, I, I will take on all comers, I will, fighting champion, blah, 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 cult of personality hits. Uh, CM Punk is like, oh, you're going to take on everyone, hey? Well, uh, take on me. And CM Punk wins the World Heavyweight Championship in his first night. To me, that checks off a couple of boxes. Um, one, you get Damian Priest's, like, cash-in. It's a big moment for him. And I don't think a quick loss to CM Punk kills him necessarily. But one of the things that I have trouble with is I think Damian Priest should win the World Heavyweight Championship. I also think the main goal should be Gunther winning the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. I don't, like, you could turn Gunther babyface. I don't think it works as well. Um, and so maybe you have Damian Priest turn babyface, but I, I think you need a good guy holding the championship by WrestleMania. CM Punk would be that guy for most people. Um, and so I, I think it kind of checks a couple boxes where Priest can officially say he's a World Heavyweight Champion. Um, it sets up a story with Priest and Punk down the line where, like, you, you took away my special moment, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think it does elevate Priest into being a main eventer, even though he's only the champion for 10 minutes. Um, and you get the title, still on a baby face, to face Gunther at WrestleMania. Um, I, I think it checks a bunch of boxes, so that is my pie-in-the-sky theory for what could happen at Survivor Series. It's gonna be a really big show, and I am so looking forward to it coming up this weekend, um, as the WWE, uh, continues the, the Thanksgiving weekend tradition of Survivor Series. That's going to do it for this show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I have had a blast doing these all week long. The instant reaction shows I really enjoyed, um, and they, they've, they've been received quite well. So, I am looking forward to doing more of them in the future. Um, how exactly that looks, we'll see, but that, that is kind of the plan now 
going forward to kind of some of these standalone events to, to do instant reaction shows like that. Um, thank you all so much. You find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email this show, CouchPotatoDiary at yahoo.com. Also, search out CouchPotatoDiary on Facebook. Um... Like I said, uh, if you want to find me in person, I'm going to be at Wild Rose Wrestling tonight. Not wrestling, good lord. But uh, I will be in there holding a microphone and talking into it as the ring announcer for the evening. Um, we got Chris Bay from Impact Wrestling going to be there. Mojabari was just at NWA. He is going to be there as well. Um, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. Come say hi. I, I will be very easy to find, I assure you. Um, other than that, I'm going to be on Game Over this Saturday as the Flames take on the Colorado Avalanche. I am not overly optimistic for the uh, the team that plays in the city I currently reside, but we'll see how that goes. Sunday, I'm doing play-by-play. -play. Um, it's on Flow Hockey for the Okotoks Oilers under-18 team, so look out for that. And we'll be back to your regularly scheduled programming on a Monday. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and I will talk to y'all later. I'm out.